Hi everyone, this is Craig with a uh, effect on my voice so it sounds funnier. Uh, it's that episode we'll be doing a live podcast in New York City on Sunday, January 13th at 6.30pm at the NYC Podfest, which is at the pit. Uh, if you go to nycpodfest.com, you can get tickets. It's at 6.30 on Sunday. I'm going to have special guests, including Anthony Antamanik from uh, Death by Ruru and 30 Rock, and a lot of fun videos and other stuff. So check that out, January 13th. I'd love to see you there. And now a message from our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode, it's that episode, it's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any show they want. We talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my very special guest is Abby Jacobson from Broad City. How are you doing, Abby? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm having a good time. Yeah, me too. I'm having a really good time. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming over to my apartment. Yes, you have a lovely apartment, as usual. Thank you. And what's your favorite part of it? I, um, You know what? I've been to three of your... This is your third apartment I've been to. Mm-hmm. I really always love the books, the way mm. you guys display your books. Oh, wow. That's right? Very, yeah. You I do mean, always display them really nicely. Thank you. Well, I always, I dream of one day having um, built-in bookcases. So this sort of has like a little bit of a hint of that, which I like a lot. Yep. And um, that's a big dream of mine. I mean, I think you can attain that dream. You can do it. I don't know. That you have a lot of time left. Uh, no, not as much as you think. <laughs> <laughs> not as much oh, as you Craig. think. The, well, the apocalypse is coming, I think, on You're Friday. You're right. We have a couple days. Well, this actually, I think this will be, this recording will be released at, right after the apocalypse, or soon after the apocalypse. This is, we're recording before the apocalypse, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. This could be listened to by creatures in the in so far in the future. Yeah. This could be one of the last podcasts recorded before the apocalypse. Well, this is history. Yeah. And it, it might be the one thing that represents us in the future. Whew, that is a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. <laughs> that being <laughs> said, why don't you uh, what, why don't you tell us what you decided to watch today? What show? Well, I'm really happy at, on my decision now. Okay. Um, I decided to watch an episode of Frasier. Frasier, which is a great pre-apocalyptic show. I mean, it's st- it holds up. I... Uh, I have I watched Frasier when it was on, and then I recently watched the pilot like a little while ago, and it really stood stood up. Is yeah. that the term? Yeah, it's and it yeah. stands up. Yeah, it stands up. Yeah. Stands up. It's like it didn't stood of, up. It stands. <laughs> it stood. It stood. It stood. Up. When you watched it, um, it's one of those shows. I feel like there's only a couple. Not a couple, but from like when we were younger, sitcoms that I watch now and they make me like, like I'll watch before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, I don't feel like shows are made like that anymore. Like comfort shows? Yeah. Like Frasier, Roseanne, Cosby Show, Cheers. Family not- sitcoms. <laughs> they're yeah. family sitcoms. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's comforting to me. But I feel like that's true. I mean, the only, I guess most, I, again, I don't watch as many sitcoms now but i feel like a lot of them aren't family oriented and the ones that are you're like I don't, this is not for me yeah and i don't know what it is about i don't know i feel like those sitcoms the characters were so developed i don't know it doesn't and and fraser was actually a spin-off of cheers yeah. which i think most people know and uh i've been reading the book um Top of the Rock by Warren Littlefield. Okay. Who's uh, an executive at NBC. It's right there next to you. I want to Well-displayed book. Yeah, you really put it right in front of me. <laughs> well, I was just Fred reading it. He keeps a... putting it on my lap as he's talking. Here, no, here. No, I just don't. It's, no, here. I, I'll look at it after. No, here. Craig. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, and, um, yeah, Frasier was created for Cheers, like, during Cheers for, like, a couple episode arc. Then they kept him on there, and then eventually they were like, we, we're going to spin this off. Well, the, actually, originally, they wanted the 
guys, I forget all the the three people who created Frasier, but they wanted to do a the show. Burrows. With, yeah, John, Jim, Charles. Bur- Jim Burrows. Char- uh, the Charles brothers created Cheers, but then Jim Burrows, somebody, Carsey, I forget. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, nobody cares. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> but they, they were originally going to do a show about a rich guy with Frasier where he was a rich guy who was a paraplegic stuck in bed and running his empire from his like bed. And it was like a relationship with him and his like helper. I'm happy they didn't do that. I know, but doesn't that sound really bizarre? Like, Yeah, it seems like you'd just be stuck in this dude's bedroom. Like the whole show would just be in his bedroom. Yeah, a lot of it would right? be the the helper washing his butt. That's like that. Yeah. That was the main pilot. Lots of butt washes. <laughs> Lots of butt washes. Um, and uh, but they ended up doing Frasier. I'm happy they did. I, I am recently too. just watched all of Cheers. I mean, it took a while. That's a. I mean, I that's it. a big undertaking. Yeah, it was. I don't have cable or like a TV right now, so I watch everything on Netflix. And that was like all I was watching for a long time. Do you keep the when you do you watch in bed? Sometimes. Do you keep the laptop on your lap? I actually watch it on an iPad. Oh. That sounds so snooty. Oh no, it's not. So I have an iPad. So I have like uh, a little stand for it. And you put that on the bed? No, I have a little night table next to the bed. Yeah. So are you like lying? Because I, I, yeah, I'm kind of like if I watch it in bed because I don't have a sofa either. Uh, you live in a box room. I live in a bed. <laughs> you are the you are from the original Kelsey Grammer show. You run an show empire Mason. from uh, your bed. So it's me and my helper, <laughs> and he brings the iPad in and puts it next to my bed. Because I recently was like uh, in my bedroom watching a documentary on my computer, and I was like trying to get comfortable leaning. It's tough, and it wasn't easy. Yeah, and, like it was. Our, our lives are super hard. I know. <laughs> It was very difficult, and uh, the state of the country we're in, this is a big problem. It, it's, it's, you know, it's not talked about enough, and I'm happy that we have found a place for it. And I think that this is the time where, like, Republicans, Democrats, like, we have to hit it head on now. Yeah. Like, now's the time. You know what? This is a aisle-crossing moment. Yes. Reach right? across the aisle. Reach across the aisle, and let's just discuss this honestly. As humans, because it's broader than politics, and we can't let that get in the way. It's like, am I like, how do I get comfortable while watching the laptop? (laughs) And it's like, the laptop's obviously going to get super hot on my legs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So there's so many factors involved. I mean, I hear you, dude. Okay. Well, we'll we'll start. Hopefully, that dialogue will get started. Um, So which? So we're going to watch an episode that's called Something Borrowed, Something Blue. Part two. It's the last episode of the seventh season of <laughs> Frasier. This was hard to pick. Yeah. What episode? We thought maybe the se- the series finale, mm-hmm. but I don't think the series finale is like one of the better episodes. So should we say why we picked this? Yeah. Why not? Go ahead. It's a little minor spoiler. Minor, but again, minor like, spoiler. But if you watched, I think you know it. I also it feel really like twenty years later. I know. I always say spoiler alert while like on this podcast, but it's like these shows are from like this is fifteen <laughs> yeah. years ago. Who cares? Like, and it's a spoiler for. <laughs> yeah. Frasier. Someone, one person's going to be like, what the fuck? Shit. Well, now I'm not going to watch it. Um, so, yeah, my favorite character on Frasier is Niles. Played by DHP, David yep. Hyde Pierce. He is so, uh, like, such a great, like, physical comedian. Uh, and he's in love with Daphne. Mm-hmm. The uh, the caregiver for, for Frasier and Niles' dad. Yeah. And he's been in love with her the whole show. And this is the episode where he confesses his love for her. Pivotal moment. And it's at a wedding. And here, So here's the synopsis, uh, according to Netflix. On the night before Daphne and Donnie's wedding, Niles realizes he isn't over Daphne and decides to tell her how he feels once and for all. So this is the night before Daphne's getting married. To someone else. To somebody else. Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, Donnie. Played by Johnny Depp. Yeah. It's a crossover episode. (laughs) The Donnie Brosco was after this character was established. Yes. And yeah, and even though Donnie Brosco is based on a real life story, um, this came first. Yeah, this came first. Frasier. Um, So cool. Any other things to look out for while we watch this uh, episode of Frasier or things you're excited about? Um, I'm excited for the suspense. Mm hmm. 
I'm excited for. I love Daphne's accent. Mm-hmm, British. Great accent work. It's real. It's a real accent. Real right? accent. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think that's it. I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. And uh, just a quick note that I just learned: Fraser won 37 Emmys. Really? Which I think is the most Emmys of any comedy ever. You know, I will say before we start, I, I feel like some people hate Frasier. Well, here, look at this. On Netflix, it's, I mean, again, I have only watched the show and it's like, three stars out of five. No, this is like one of the best shows. Like, pe- some people hate, maybe some people hate Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Well, he like seems kind of like a douche in real life. Well, but- he's like, he appeared in uh, American Carol, the Republic, the one of the Zucker um, Brothers, like Republican movies about how America should be more terrible. Okay, He's a I Republican. I didn't know that part. I just like knew he was like kind of douchey in real life. Yeah, well he he oh my gosh. Well, I I think it's sad. His story is sad because his family like all died. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think his uh I could be wrong, but this was in the book. I think his Yeah, I forget how both of his parents died either killed or something and like one of his brothers like siblings so he just had like a bad thing like bad and then he was like uh you know alcoholic drugs drugs and all the whole thing i didn't know that so on that note no i'm just kidding but no but you know what like he played this character for like almost 20 years yeah this is the longest running live action character like that that he played it for over 20 years and i can't i mean i know he's an actor I just feel like there's some part of him that like resonates with the character, mm-hmm. you know. He can't be that big of an asshole. Well, maybe he could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'm trying to think positive everybody. Well, We're about to be uh, in an apocalyptic state. Yeah, exactly. So on that, yeah, well, let's keep positive because that world is ending. Um and let's check out this episode of yeah, Frasier. Let's do it. Something borrowed, something something bar- ooh, something borrowed someone blue. I didn't two. even see that. You've been calling it something borrowed, something but blue. But didn't you see it? I, like, I mean, I didn't notice it. Brilliant. Already, the yep. writing. Something it's borrowed, someone genius. blue. I didn't understand it. Part two. Let's check it out. So, Daphne. Yes. May I offer you something to drink? Um, no, thank you. Oh, all right. <laughs> anyway, Daphne. Uh, perhaps an orangina. Oh, all right. Maybe I'll join you. Funny thing about orangina. I never buy Orangina at home, but whenever I'm in a hotel and there's a minibar, it's the first thing I go for. Orangina. Anyway. I was uh, just talking to Fraser about a conversation you two had. Oh, dear. No, no. Don't get upset. I specifically asked him not to say anything. What was he thinking? No, I'm, I'm glad he told me. Oh, yes, so we can have a big talk about it. That's what you psychiatrists always do. Drag everything out in the open so we can work through it, no matter how awkward it might be. Well, I just don't see the point. No, Daphne, I'm glad he told me, because I love you. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Daphne. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were in here with Frazier. Yeah, the boys are playing a game called William Tell with the seltzer holes. And... <laughs> uh, oh, well, uh, anyway, uh, why don't you two just go on doing whatever you were doing, and I'll just, uh, I'll be down in the lobby by the fireplace. A quick reminder that today's sponsor is Audible.com. You can search on Audible.com, which I just did, and found that they have the book that I'm currently reading called Top of the Rock, Inside the Rise and Fall of Must-See TV. Do they talk about Frasier? Yes, they do. So you can check that out. You can also check out over 100,000 titles of books in virtually every genre. You'll find what you're looking for at Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial today by signing up at www. Minus one W Audible Podcast dot com backslash Craig Rowan C R A I G R O W I N. That address again is www.audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. Check it out. Let's get back to the conversation. Huh? Alright. We just yep. watched uh Frasier, something borrowed someone blue. What'd you think? 
I liked it, although I don't think it was a good, like, ordinary Frasier. It wasn't episode. a classic it wasn't, Frasier. It wasn't a classic Frasier. Because, well, none of it took place at the apartment, <laughs> yeah. which is... It might have been a bad choice. No, I... I mean, it was really good still, but it was like, you know, no I, Eddie. No Eddie, but Jack I thought it was Pepper cool. Was. It was cool because it was... Um, fairly dramatic like i mean it was yeah. like uh, it was not your average i don't think it was it wasn't your average sitcom ep- sitcom episode no it felt more dramatic than comedic that's for sure yeah so the basic gist of it is that they're at uh they're at the resort or wherever that the wedding is going to take place and um fraser has already told daphne that niles is in love with her but Fre- Ma- Niles, like, sort of, I guess, on a whim, got married to somebody else. He thought, yeah, he was like, Daphne doesn't feel the same way. I'm dating this girl. And he ended up getting married to this woman, Mel. Yeah. And then, so at the resort the night before the wedding, Niles basically professes his love to her and they kiss. And then she's like, but then Daphne's still like, no, that we can't do this because I made a promise to Vinny, Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Brasco, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then so you think, oh well, the, they missed that. And then the next day at the wedding, uh, Niles is sulking in a Winnebago, and uh, and Daphne comes in, and the last shot is them driving away from the wedding in a Winnebago. So they're sort of like running away, mm-hmm. which is so unlike Niles to drive a Winnebago. Yeah, well, I think that's like the whole thing is like yep. Niles. Stood up to the plate. Fraser toasted him and said, "You were courageous in what you did." Yeah, and I, she finally calls him Niall. She always calls him Doctor Crane. Right. Well, that was a big laugh. Was yep. they kissed and and he goes, "I guess you can call me Niles now." Funny. Yeah. I think overall, it was funny. It was like it was a fun, funny. It, it was, was a funny a, episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a definite, and it was a season finale. It was. A, it's it was, always going to be like a bigger, a bigger thing. Stakes, yeah. The honestly, the weirdest part about the episode was the Orangina thing. Yeah, they were staying in uh, like this hotel where this weird room with twin bed, pink twin beds. Yes, all connected to every other room and like in the floor. Yeah, so Fraser was living in this room, I guess, with his dad, and then in the next room is Niles and Mel in a room that's adjacent that he could literally walk through an unlocked door, and then on the other side of the room is Daphne and Donnie's room, so you could just like waltz in and out. Yeah, it was very bizarre. I mean, it made sense for sitcom, yeah, uh, like a stage reasons, but it was like, wait, what? Why would? I've been in hotels where rooms have been connected, but no more than one. No, it's and, only, and it's like just sort of a weird door that you can. Yeah, like lock. And yeah, I, this was like a suite, but instead of the living room being the center, it was like a bedroom. And but the Orangina thing was amazing. It was just this weird dialogue where it's like, um, where he's a, uh, Niles is about to profess his love, and he's like, "Do you want a drink from the mini bar?" And she's like, "No." And it's like, you know what? Actually, I'd like an Orangina. You know, I don't ever buy Orangina, but whenever there's an Orangina in a hotel bar, I love Orange Gina. And she, she says, said it like six times. Yeah, it was so weird. It, was, it felt like very product placement-y. It was like product placement, but also like I don't know if I've ever seen an ad for Orange Gina. Like, and it, I mean, maybe it wasn't product placement. It is kind of a funny like thing to say. It's Orangina. funny to say, but you know, they'd have to get a sign off from Orangina to have it in the yeah. show. So it's definitely. But, like, what came first and why? Very strange. Yeah, very strange. To be fair, though, I do now want to drink an Orangina. Yeah, I I don't know where I get Orangina either, but I feel like I have it every once in a while. It's good. Well, what's interesting... Maybe in the, a fucking hotel bar. Uh, maybe. <laughs> the bottle is very cool. It's cool, and it's nice because it's carbonated but lightly, and it's you have to shake it because it has actual fruit in it. Yep. I think it's uh, I know who I think it's a, I like there's a comparable drink that I like that's a canned I think it is it San Pellegrino that makes it and it's like make, a lemon or no it is yeah, orange, orange yeah. and lemon and it ha, what I what's interesting about it is that the top is covered with foil yep and it's like a printed foil yeah yep I've had that that's there's something good. classy about orange Gina orange orange Gina or orangina I say orangina like it's one thing. <laughs> I said orange Gino, which gives orange an extra, Gina. which gives an extra G. Um, it feels like 
It's like an Italian drink, yeah, isn't it? Both. It, it also would be a great Halloween costume if you were Orange Gina and you played Gina from the Martin Show. Damn, Orange Gina. <laughs> Um, I almost just said there was an Orangina stand in my mall growing up, but it was Orange Julius. Julius. Mm-hmm. Very different. But what happened to that? What was that like? That was more like a. What are the orange like popsicles that I creamsicle? I don't like. Yeah, them. I don't like that. And either. I feel like that was like a drink of that Orange Julius. Yeah, I don't quite know. I don't. They didn't have that in my mall, but and it was always like. A punchline. I think there's like a Saturday Night Live sketch about it once. Orange Julius. Yeah, that maybe I think Sylvester Stallone hosted and he worked in Orange Julius or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I mean, I That's my that. only association with it. Um, so what else was notable about the episode that we watched? Um, it was uh, it was written by Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, we not the Back to the Future, no. not from Taxi, but the writer who also writes for Modern uh, Family. Modern Family. I, we, okay, so I wrote stuff down that wasn't necessarily from this episode, but it made me think of. Yeah. So we commented on the opening, which is, I think, a classic, like, the... the oh, the skyline, the drawing of the skyline, and then something of happens. Like, there, a I plane think always, flew. Some, something always different happened. Yeah, I think so. If I it's raining, it, like, rains. Yeah, or there's, like, a cloud. This one, it had an airplane with, like, a little... Like, a sign a behind sign it. A sign behind it, but I didn't see what it said. And that end... The Fraser song, which you were singing after. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salad and, and scrambled, scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah. And maybe I seem a bit confused, baby. I got you back, but I don't know what to do with those toss salad and, and scrambled eggs. They're, They're calling again. again. Like, that's fucking awesome. It's so great. simple. Everyone knows it. You don't know, like... Music from songs now. There, they don't like have them. And it's cool that they have it at the end of it. Like yeah. you, lo- it was a nice thing to look forward to. And the ending part where this one was different because I think it was more dramatic. Mm-hmm. But they usually just have that song play and then a silent joke, like in the apartment, just sort of usually like a physical. Eddie does something right funny. But also, do you know dog. about the lyrics of that song? What they no. mean? It's. I was reading this online. I, I had sort of either figured this out or somebody had told me this before, but it's online. It's like they wanted to do a song that doesn't reference the show okay. itself, that Kelsey Grammer sings it, but it does reference it in sort of metaphors. So it's, uh, hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling because he's a radio uh, psych- psychiatrist. Right? Yeah. So people with the blues are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. Those are the people who have problems. Okay. And maybe I seem a bit confused, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tussle and scrambled eggs. Maybe it's, he doesn't know what to do with those crazy people. Interesting. So there's a college paper in there somewhere. There is. There's definitely a term paper in there. But it is a classic song. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, theme songs aren't, or I don't watch enough uh, sit, uh, sitcoms that I know of, like a, a proper song with like. Well, like I feel like if we're gonna compare it to like. Modern Family, which is probably the biggest family sitcom right. now. It's like just music uh-huh. with like images of them with like a frame. They're like in a picture frame right. and then they're in another one. Is it really short? I think it's pretty short. And it's just like, I don't even know what the song is. I think that stuff matters. Yeah. Well. Sorry, I keep bringing up like other new shows that like don't have stuff. Yeah. You other new shows, you better watch out. Yeah, but that, I think that's a good, like, really simple song. Yeah. That everybody... I think... But here's the thing is, I feel like, first of all, people short attention spans. And also, yeah. like, if it's between having a theme song that takes up a minute or having another page that you could write... Yep. What's more important? You're right. I think the other page. Yeah, the other page. Correct. You're right. So, I side with the new people. I mean, I understand it. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think I agree with you. But these are the times we live in. What else did you write down? Okay, I wrote, this has nothing to do with the episode we watched. But in the earlier episodes, Niles is married to a woman named Maris. Oh, right. And we never see her, never see her. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like every time she's mentioned she's doing something batshit crazy. And then I remember there were moments where, like, she was in some sort of, like, pressurized tank for her skin and like you never see her or she's in like a tanning bed or like something nuts yeah i just love that running joke yeah that's hilarious i and it's good that they never 
Wait, what happened? Did he get divorced to Mar- from Maris? Yeah, they end up getting divorced. I can't remember why. That's so funny that they just never showed that. Because when I first saw this woman, Mel, in this episode, I was like, oh, it's that's Maris. And then I was like, oh, no, no. that's not. It's so weird, though, when sitcoms... I mean, we just watched an episode from the last episode of the seventh season. It's like... How does a show last for that long? Like, it's so crazy. They're like 22 episodes a season. They've already done, like, whatever, 140, that's 140 or more episodes. But I guess so many of them are about them, like, going to dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what happens at, like, this dinner right. party? Or they're having a di- I bet 50 episodes of Frasier are about him having a dinner party, right? <laughs> yes, I guess that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, this one is definitely a more, most dramatic. Um, definitely, yeah, there was a lot in there. Like, it seemed like sort of soap opera-ish. It and, did. And, I mean, but I feel like you have to a certain amount of seasons in like dig deep and have to have these like big things that like bring the audience in, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because like we have like the thing they presented the thing with Daphne so early on that it was like, if nothing ever comes of this, it's like weird. Yeah. I mean the fact that, I mean, let's just say, yeah. So you're saying that Daphne and him always had like this little thing going on. Like you there knew, was always- like from like the first time, I think the first episode that he's in love with her. Right. And, and th- it only became apparent seven years in. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. Like, even if you, like, I feel like that would be something where if you knew somebody that long, you'd even, like, it would be just unsaid. Like, even if it was never acted upon, you'd be like, well, there's, like, there's this tension between us. Even if you never, like, it's weird that they're both, like, surprised. Yeah. That's crazy. She had, like, no idea. Yeah, that's unbelievable. God, what an idiot. I know. Daphne's a fucking... Both of them. Well, Niles is a moron. Although he did go to Yale. Did he? Yes. And Frazier went to Harvard? Harvard. And John Mahoney, their dad, was a detective. Yeah. Cop. A cop. Detective cop. Cop detective. You know, that leads me into my next, and I even wrote fun fact on here. (laughs) (laughs) When I was watching Cheers. Yes. John Mahoney is in an episode. Oh, right. As a random piano player. Yes. That comes into Cheers, like a crazy guy that like performs in Cheers one night. Yeah. I In the book Top of the Rock, they explain that somebody else was going to play that part and they like just were a no-show or something. And, they, and one of the writers had seen John Mahoney in a play where he sang and they like got him to do it like last second. Him and Roz were both in an episode of Frasier yep. as other people. Yeah, that's crazy. And not only that, but in... Again, this is either this, this. I think this is from that book. Is that um, what's it called? Oh, Craig, in, seriously, stop putting the book. Take it. I just don't. Take I'll it. read it. I'm going to buy my own copy. Just hold on There's to. There's all it. these dog ears. It's just too. Just hold on to the book. All right. Hold it, Jesus. Hold on to it, and uh, if open to that page, that dog eared one. All right. Yeah. This and one. as it states there is that oh in in Cheers. Frazier has an episode where his dad dies and he gets like he his dad has given him like an owl or some some like stuffed owl and he ends up like asking the Sam Malone if he can put it on the bar and Sam says no and they throw it out or something but then Ted Danson made an appearance on a Frazier episode and he's like I thought you said your dad was dead and he just goes I lied and that's how they oh, that's how they justify it and his mom was alive in Cheers who Fraser? Yeah. And what happened you to his met- mom in Fraser? I don't think well she, his mom is just dead in Fraser. But you like meet his mom in Cheers. Really? And you know what? She I almost just said something that it makes me seem so obsessed with these shows. Yeah. Because there's an episode where Rena Wilson did you see this? No. Jesus. Wait, who quickly who's Rena uh Wilson? Uh Tom Hanks' wife. Oh sure, sure. Rita Wilson starts dating. Oh, Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. It's Rena. Oh, no. Uh, They're dating. She's dating Frasier in Frasier. Mm -hmm. And John Mahoney sees her. And it's like a splitting image. Is it splitting image? Spitting? (laughs) (laughs) Spitting image. Oh, no. It's a, yeah, it's a spitting image of his mom. Oh. Like he's dating a spitting image of his mom, which is Rita Wilson. Wait, of whose mom? 
Frasier's mom. Wait, this is on Frasier or on Cheers? <laughs> Frasier. Okay. <laughs> and I will say, on Cheers, she doesn't look anything like Rita. Ooh, Damn. Snap, baby. I mean, that's the that's thing. That's obviously. Like, but it's like, so. I mean, it must be so weird to like, like, I feel like if you're like, should we, once you have a spinoff, it's like, should we really fully stay true to all this stuff? It's or, impossible. But one of the cool things I read in the book, On Your Lap, see. is that um, somebody said, they're like, Niles is Frasier if Frasier never went to Cheers. Huh. If he never hung out at Cheers, that's what Niles would be like. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool yeah. way to think about it. Yeah, because they're so similar, except Frazier seems like he has that other side. Yeah, he's like learned, he's been around other people that are not in the circle of like the highest society sort of pompousness. Yeah. It's just another way to think about it. Well, when you watch Cheers, when he's introduced, you don't think he's, you don't, you can see that. Like, it seems like he's just going to be in a couple episodes. Frasier. Yeah. Well, that was the intention. Right. And then, I don't know, as the season, like, he, I love him in the later seasons, but, like, I wouldn't have assumed that that would be the character that would have a spinoff. Right. Necessarily. Well, I think they had talked about doing Norm and Cliff, and uh, I feel like none of them were three-dimensional characters. Like, none of them were right. as, like, real as Frasier. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's and what none the, of them would like believably leave. Yeah, Cheers. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like he has a built-in job. Like you're not going to follow like Cliff on the rounds, like yeah. in the mailroom. Um, but it's amazing. I mean, the idea of a spinoff is so crazy. I mean, crazy. And it's like to have a successful one like this is um, pretty amazing. This is the most successful one, right? I think so. I think so. You know which was I think I might have talked about this on this po- podcast before, but do you know that Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers? That Harriet Winslow worked in the building that um, that uh, that Larry Appleton and Balky worked at. Is that crazy? As as Harriet Winslow. As Harriet Winslow. Was she even a big enough character? I don't think she was like. I think she was like hardly a character, but she was. A, she was Harriet. That's awesome that they were like. This is let's just pick this little character and build her whole world. But why even say yeah, it's a spin-off? I don't even like know why, why not just be like, Oh, we love this actress, we're gonna do yeah. a Because she wasn't even like the main and part. And also, of the show. yeah, like Harriet's not a part of the I mean, once Urkel hit, that was that was it. Yeah. Isn't that so yeah, weird? That's so weird. Yeah. I wonder what are other spin offs that were either successful or oh to, of Joey. Did you ever watch Joey? Oh, I watched it like when it first came yeah. out and I was like I didn't like it at all. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it failed. I loved Friends. Did you watch Friends to the end? Were you a friend to the end? I guess I was, but it was it was on for 10 years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I was, like, around for the beginning. Whoa, really? Or wait, was I? I was there in the beginning. That was, like, 93, 94, probably. I mean, I guess I was, but we're, like, I'm 28. How old are you? 28. I feel like we were so young. Maybe I was around in the beginning, but I, like, didn't get it. Right. I think it was just, like, on. But it's so funny because, um, like, this show and, like, Friends, like, I, I've i watched so much TV when I was a kid, but when I got to college, I just didn't have a TV, so I missed, like, like the fact that this show went through 2004, like, I, that's, I, like I'm not aware of that. Yeah, see, and the, I didn't watch the end of this until I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, and same with, like, Friends, like, the last couple seasons. So when I've seen Friends on TV and it's later and it's like, wait, like Paul Rudd is dating Lisa Kudrow and they live yeah, together yeah, yeah. and like Chandler and, and Courtney Cox are married. I was like, what is this? Like, yeah, what I think is I this? did watch through it. <laughs> it's just amazing to like see a sitcom later. It's like how, like how, how do you even justify that these people are still like f- even friends? Like how would they even <laughs> like, I'm like, they're not friends. I mean, how many, I mean, how many friends of yours are you like in constant contact with like every day and seven years later right. you're still like seeing them every day? Well, not, they're not even constant contact. They like all fucking live together yeah. basically. Yes. I can, never would I ever be able to do that. I mean, they're – It's like, so unrealistic New York. Well, by the end of the show, they're like 40 and they're living together. <laughs> it's like – what what's They're happening? Like, all, like raising kids together across the hall. Yeah, like and and then across the street. Yeah, well, I think like across. Ross ended up moving across the street to them, which I feel like they tried to do to make more believable, but but just like make him live on the fucking floor. If you're gonna make him live across the street, it's like insane. 
it's the same crazy. thing. Crazy. It's like nuts. I mean, it, of course, it's a sitcom, so it's like that's thrown out the window. But it is that the excuse? Like because it's a sitcom, that's just like you you can do anything. Like I mean, he does own a monkey. Like doesn't he Ross own a monkey? Stuff? There's so much crazy <laughs> shit that happens in the show. You know, I went to see a live taping of Friends. Of Friends? Let's hear it. Let's it describe was like this. an First awesome all, how, experience. How did it happen and what happened? Okay, so I was in eighth grade. So that's like you must have been. This a, was like t- this was like the height of Friends too. Eighth grade. What was that? It was like ninety eight. Ninety eight. And. Um, so like Mbop is playing in the air. Yep. We got getting jiggy yep. with it. You know, it's that type of era. So much is happening. Um, my dad was going on business to LA. Okay. And it was like spring break, I think. So he was like, come with me. It'll be fun. I'd never been. And he was like, let's go on a tour of, pa- I think, Paramount or Warner Brothers. They were on Warner Brothers, I think. Let's go on a tour of Warner Brothers. And he was like, and I was obsessed with... I love friends, but I guess I was just obsessed with like SNL and like student, like I like kind of knew what I wanted to do. Um, and so we're on this tour and he surprised me. Whoa. Like he knew someone who was able to get us like, you still have to wait in a ridiculously long sure. line, but like, I don't know how you fucking do that. And we're walking around and he's like, let's stop it here. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> and we waited like all day, but it was so fucking worth it. Um, so it was a great episode. It was a season finale episode, but it was a two-parter. So we were there for the first the first half. Right. Um, it was Monica uh, had been dating Chandler. Pre-marriage pre-marriage and he was going to ask her to marry him he would this is the season finale where he did so like the second half he asks her they like kind of ask each other to marry so very similar a two-part to fraser very two-parter with marriage involved that's a must be maybe that's a go-to thing and tom Selleck was brought back in he he used to date courtney he did courtney cox on the show not really. Not, they didn't really date in real right, life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything's real. Whatever happens on TV yeah. exists in real We're life. We're talking too. about the show, friends, not right. their extra extracurricular activities. And he like barges in, um, in her uh, kitchen where she's cooking, and he's like, like basically like pick me, like I want to be with you. Right. And it was like awesome. Joey bought a boat in the episode. <laughs> And we, it was just like crazy. Like we're sitting in an audience. I've never been to anything so surreal since. Cause like, this was like my first and only time seeing like a live show like that. And it was like central park was right in front. Central park is right next to their apartment. And those are like the two main stages. It was just like so weird. Yeah, Here's my question. If you like when Tom Selleck runs in, does the audience know that Tom Selleck's there or was that like a surprise? Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, you see all like the you writers see them on the staff. side. Um, but this is the best. And I, I will forever. Like, I really like Matthew Perry because of this. So there's like a pit. I think this is the end of this first part. Basically, Tom Selleck's been trying to get, uh, Courtney Cox's character back and Chandler doesn't seem like he's going to ask her to marry him. So she's like, wait, back and forth. Tom Selleck walks in the kitchen and is like, I love you. Like, you know, pick me. And Matthew Perry storms in and is like, what the fuck is going on? And he's just like doing a bit. And it was like, awesome. (laughs) And they're like, um, and everyone just like cracks up. Like it was just, it was cool to see that they're like fucking around. That's great. Um, the producer's like, Matt, um, you just wasted like $5,000 of our money and, uh, you're on pills. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if he if they do when they're filming a live thing. Yeah, it's not filmed, so it's, I think they can uh, just uh, fuck around. They can do whatever the hell they want. And also at that point, they're making it's a cash cow, a, a bro. Million, yeah, and it was so cool. There was a moment where like they kept forgetting Courtney Cox. They kept forgetting this line, and I I remember seeing someone like feeding her alternate jokes. Uh huh. Like, this is fucking. Whoa, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And did you um, watch that episode when it was on? And were you like, I was there? Uh-huh. Could you? Did you hear your laugh? Um, I wish I did. 
I think in when I saw Letterman once in high school, I did like everybody was clapping for something, and I did like one extra clap because <laughs> I'm an asshole. And then David Letterman sort of like pointed up. He's like he like sort of reacted to it, and I was like, and I'm like, yeah, I did it. I'm that asshole. That That's did a that. good idea. I wish I had thought of to like have like a weird laugh. A li- just a little bit of something. Yep. A little bit of something. And I, that was a, I'm, that's a regretful moment. I wish, yeah, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who, or talked to anybody who's been at a sitcom taping. That feels like such a, because it's such an L.A. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if I would have really, I feel like that was like the best one I could have gone to. That's Unless it was like Seinfeld. I mean, I mean Seinfeld, that would be fucking insane. It's a series, series finale of Seinfeld. Get out of here. All the people crying. Yeah. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on. Do you know what would have been awesome? What's that? Series finale of The Cosby Show. Uh Uh-huh. I don't remember that episode. I don't either, but I remember watching it, and like they break the fourth wall at the end. Okay. I think it's just... And they're they're like, this whole time we've been kidding. I'm Bill Cosby. This is... And they name each other. We're not really the Cosby. Oh, no. I'm a Cosby. They're not. No, but they're Huxable. Oh, yeah, they're Huxable. I'm not really a Huxable, and it's confusing that the show's called The Cosby Show. Thank you. That's so fucking weird. (laughs) It is weird. That's so weird. No, but like the two of them are dancing. I think they're slow dancing at the end. And they dance towards camera and off set. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's very nice. Um, yeah, I remember something. I remember like watching the Home Improvement series finale, and they sort of like take bows. And yeah. Will, I feel like Wilson's come up on this podcast before, but Wilson comes out with with like a fence, like just like a like he holds like a <laughs> like a like a popsicle stick like fence over his face. Ah, I love that bit. Like, I love yeah. stuff like that where it's like you never... Well, it's like Maris. It's the same yeah, thing. It's, it's like she never exists. Never it's it's such a fun um, just like thing to mess around with and probably really fun for the writers too. I love that show. Like, it's what, a show... That's a show I can't watch now. Right. Like, it, like, I could watch Friends and still like it. That show, I like can't like it, but I loved it as a kid. Maybe because I love Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. Right? Fucking... Give me a break. JTT was huge. Actually, Meryl um, hates Tim Allen, like with a passion. And then really? when we started dating, she like in one of our first conversations, she was saying how much she hated Tim Allen. And I was like, yeah, me too. Even though I like, you had to like hide all I, your yeah, Tim like, Allen stuff. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh shit. What am I going to do with this? This uh, Tim Allen mugs. Mu- yeah. I was trying to name one of the movies that he was in besides for. Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I had to Which hide my I Santa. I think is an okay movie. Hey, I saw it in the theater. I, I think I did. Too. Galaxy Quest, great movie. I did not. He was see in that. something where he was a dad. That was with JTT, or maybe it wasn't JTT. Whatever. They were a father son in a movie. I think it's called Father Son in a movie. But um, <laughs> yeah. But I pretended I hated Tim Allen, and then she drew a picture of like Tim Allen like getting like murdered basically and I was like this is awesome why does she hate him so much she she still does she hates Tim Allen I wonder why I think she just has like a really negative connotation but for no reason you know what I do I don't have any feelings towards or against him but it's like I don't like that he voices like every car commercial yes that bothers me yeah he's in a lot of like Ford commercials yeah yeah, it's it's um, it's weird. I saw him. Uh, I was watching Jiminy Glick clips recently. You know uh-huh. Jiminy Glick, Martin, Martin Short. Short, yeah. And Tim Allen's on, and he asks Jiminy Glick. It's like an in studio. Is when Jiminy Glick had a Comedy Central show, and is in studio, and um, he asked Tim Allen about Home Improvement or something, and Tim Allen like doesn't just doesn't want to talk about it. What did he talk about in the show? Nothing. Like, he sort of just made reference to it. And it must have been this part of the career, like, after, you know, Home Improvement's done. And he's just like, I don't want to. Isn't that, like, his whole career? I mean, he's a stand-up. I mean, he was in uh, the Santa Claus. Right, that was Santa Claus. Maybe there was a Santa Claus 2, right? There was, and I think there might have been a Santa Claus 3. And I think Martin Short might have been in one of them. Maybe he was. He might have. Wait, I'm going to take a quick detour on the Martin Short okay. wagon here, train. Um, so I watched SNL. Yes, I did too. Like with Martin Short, with Martin Short, the, the, ho- the, the holiday episode. Like there was something so 
Okay, there was one. I don't think on Hulu they show you all the stuff, but there was one scene that was about like um, the Queen's yes. pussy. Or, yes. No, or Middleton's. Yeah, or Middle- some, Kate yeah. Middleton's vagina. And two things. One, I, like, I feel like, because Martin Short was on SNL. Yes, in, in the City, 80s, yes. And the way that he played a character on SNL is maybe this is bad of me to say, is so different how characters are played now on SNL. Yeah, it's true. Well, he's he, it's funny because I watched SCTV recently for this podcast, and it's very different. It is. I think I, so. I, I love it. I like it a lot more. He is so funny. Like, it's just, a, it's like more committed or something. It's, like, it's bigger. It is broader. Too. It I mean, is broader. in some ways it's broader. Like, that character was very broad. It was, but yeah, it's, it was. It, it's also him. Like, he is so... I. I uh, I watched a Conan episode recently, or a couple months ago, and Martin Short was the guest, and I was cracking up out loud while watching, which I never do watching TV. I mean, he is so funny. Yeah. He's so great. And, uh, yeah, he's amazing. We really wanted him to be a character in our show. Oh, in Broad City? And just thought that that would be impossible, and so we abandoned it. I mean... That would be the most unbelievable. We just thing. were like, "This is going to be impossible. We have to like let go of this dream." Hey, some dreams never die. I know. Who knows? But like he, I don't even know. Like that, and there's a, there's a sketch with Paul McCartney. Yes, and that reminded me of his character. He was like dancing with his legs stuck. Oh, Ed Grimley. Yeah. Yeah, he did Ed a little Grimley bit of that. Yeah. Was like. I don't know. I just don't feel like there's character. I still watch SNL. I still well, think it's I think, funny, but I think some of it is that it feels like those characters that Martin Short does had been developed over time, which yes, is a little bit different in a way. I feel like it's something, and I could be wrong because I honestly don't know his process, but it feels like something that's like he's been working on for a long time. Yeah. And uh, actually, in the Vanity Fair comedy issue, um, mm. he talks about. I forget which character. I think Ed Grimley. He was talking about Ed Grimley, and that was a character that he'd do at home with his wife all the time. I think it was Ed Grimley. And and when it was like mentioned that maybe they should do this on TV for SCTV or for SNL, I forget which, he was reluctant because he was like, no, this is like my character at home. This is like my Aww. thing at home. But it feels like that. It feels like this feels thing like where it's, it's like a, a it's part of him. Yeah, like same with Jiminy Glick. It's like, oh, this is a living, breathing character, and I think that I think that's partially him. I feel like that's just like he's such a, I don't know. I know, yeah, it could be. It just sort of reminded me of that. I was like, oh, this, you don't get. I don't. I don't feel that way about a lot of characters on that show. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, it is sort of true. There's a richness. And and my second thing. Was I was reminded of his character from the great, wonderful movie, Father the Bride. Yes. How good is that yeah, movie? He was great in Father. Uh, you got. He plays I the wedding. You guys, like, there's all these. People <laughs> Come on, here. everybody. Wait, that is an awesome movie. Yeah, well, he plays the wedding planner. I'll watch that movie right now. Who else is in that movie? B.D. Wong. Don't know who that is, but he's his assistant from Law and Order. Yes, yeah, B.D. Wong. I don't mean I don't know his name, but I know he's the assistant now. Um, Since this is a TV podcast, and I know that you recently shot a pilot Mm -hmm. for Comedy Central Mm -hmm. about Broad City, and it'd be cool maybe to hear. I don't know if it would be at all connected to Frasier, but some about that experience a little bit, since you are a TV fan and a TV writer, yeah, and actor. Um, actually, it was interesting when you were mentioning, we were talking about the openings. Yes. All, I feel like a lot of what we talked about is because all this stuff has like been on my mind mm-hmm. a lot. Talking about sitcoms now versus sitcoms of, of the past. And ours, you know, isn't a family sitcom, but it is a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a live audience. But, but it's a one camera. It's more of a modern. Yeah, it's more of a modern thing. But um, just to touch on that for a sec, like. We, for the pilot, you don't have to do like an opening, mm-hmm. but, uh, we recently handed in, um, like our second draft of the pilot yesterday. So the second ec- edit of the, the second uh, edit. And it wasn't, so it's now to time. So it's 21 minutes, but a big thing was like, Oh, like what if we want, 
like a like so right now we put like a like a nameplate in kind of that mm-hmm. says broad city right but that was a whole thing so you mentioned is it more important to have an extra page mm-hmm. or the, the song and it's i think it's totally the extra page yeah i mean it's interesting because there is something that when you think about shows that have class i mean like save by the bell for example it's like the theme song is the show you know yeah but at the same time it's like that could help define the show, but it it really depends. I feel like it depends on what the, it's just not as necessary now. There is something awesome yeah. about having identity and there's something really cool about the idea of having, like if you had a theme song and like you were in the opening, like oh smiling to camera or <laughs> like doing blossom. Like, yeah, exactly. If you were dancing <laughs> oh on a piano God. and, and Alana really was playing the piano, that's actually really <laughs> great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i wonder if we would have to like get the copyright for, that would like, be that so wait, it would be so is, funny wait if you did that song straight up too if you just <laughs> if you just it's like um it's like wait it's like gonna oh, i almost sh- just sang the fraser song no it's um it's meryl do what's the blossom <laughs> song I was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like my opinionation. The <laughs> sun is gonna oh, shine. Oh my god! Wait, we have to do whatever, even if that's not an opening of the show. That has to be like done. <laughs> that w- that's so funny. You, if you don't do that on the as the theme song, you guys should just do a frame for frame reshoot oh, of like as a web episode. as a web thing. Yep. Just you have Dude, to do that. Do you like you have to do that. If you need me to play the grandpa Dude. buzz, I'll oh, do. Oh my god! Um, that is Joey. that is so funny. I think he's wearing jeans. And a white shirt and like a and peace he, like, sign. Yeah. Oh my god. And he could be like the troubled other brother. Oh, um, who Anthony, who had a drinking problem, who I think yeah. was a paramedic. Yeah, he was a paramedic. Abby is writing this down <laughs> on her phone right this now. This is fucking genius. I mean, this this is how we got the idea to do to do the right thing. Ooh, oh yeah, we yeah. Like, oh, I love that. It's so opening great. And it, like applies to women. I'm yeah, like, it's, it's gr- like not really like that, but it's just. <laughs> I genius. think this applies to women. Yeah, we got to get one of those hats. Yes, you could uh, probably get what's her name, Bialik, Maya Bialik, because yeah. she's now on uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. St- or something. Yeah, I almost said Stars and Stars. Stars and Stars in the Sky show. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god, that's so. That's a breaking breaking news. Is that's going to be a web video someday? <laughs> um, you heard it here first. So what else through the process of doing Broad City, at, going from web series to tv show and now it's you handed an edit to the people who need to see it things that you like learned or were surprising about the process that you maybe were like looking back at now are like oh that's different or or something that you took from it um so a really interesting thing is we didn't have to worry about like the character development Mm -hmm. because it's like you know exaggerated versions of us and that was something that like let us like i don't know i think in writing a show that's such a big part of it. And so there are exterior characters and that was, we wanted to make sure, you know, a pilot is where you're introduced to the other characters. So that was a big thing in establishing the exterior people that are in these two in our lives. And, um, the pilot in shooting it and in editing it, I think we realized each episode is a, a day in the life Mm-hmm. And we knew that going into it, but this, the pilot is like a nonstop day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, like, it's a full day. You're like, it's literally one day. Yeah. And I think every episode would be one day. That's really cool. Yeah. And, um, it's like nonstop. So it's like super active mm-hmm. and you know, we script it all. It's like heavily scripted and you have to like, you know, you go through so many notes and like everyone is involved in that but we also improvised so much so it was like I think we learned a lot about I hopefully when moving forward hopefully we will move forward I think we would write us a little bit more breathing room Mm -hmm. in the plot right because we're like literally running around the city right yeah so it's just it's packed it's packed but you know what um the thing I love about it, and I have watched this thing now so many times, sure. I still forget parts because mm-hmm. there's so many things. That's cool, That I'm though. like, oh, my God, I forgot about him. Like, I forgot about this dude that comes up here. And that's, like, so nice. I hope that we can continue to do that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's nice in a way because uh, 
Especially, I feel like, I don't know, I guess Workaholics is sort of a sitcom in a way, too. I was going to say Comedy Central doesn't do that many, but it's like that that quickness probably makes it feel like really fresh and like Comedy Central style. And yeah, I feel and like you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And that makes a difference from, I mean, one of the many things that would make it different from like a traditional sitcom that's, that's cool. And something that we got um, great feedback on instead of... Like sort of an opening establishing the show, we tried to make the transition shots establish the show mm-hmm. and feel very like our version of New York. And that took like a couple rounds of edits to get that and actually a couple extra days of shooting B-roll and stuff. With you guys or just exterior type shots? With us. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Some are with us, but some are exteriors. But it was also about like getting the right exteriors that don't look like stock footage of right. New York. So there's like a lot of movement, a lot of like other people in them. It was really interesting. That's not something we necessarily like thought about before. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's interesting in this show in Frasier. I had in the book that uh, opened to this. Uh, it's the, not that page. The next page. Yep. And uh, <laughs> this one. That one. Yes. Okay. And uh, they were saying that to dif- differentiate itself from Cheers, they didn't want Frasier to feel like Cheers. They. Um, they didn't want any exteriors. So there are no exteriors in, in Frasier. There's never an exterior shot. Oh, my god! And also those black cards where it says, like, the rehearsal dinner or... Um, they, they have, like, weird quoted lines. Yeah, they have yeah, sort of just a black screen with a little bit of white uh, type that sort of sets the stage of the scene because they didn't want to have to establish it all. So, like, in the first episode, it's like the brother, the father. Yeah. So it sort of takes away that element of like well and here's the brother you know like having to explain everything and it's pretty interesting i mean it's obviously very different from what you're talking about with your show but it's like a totally different approach yeah and that style really lends itself to like how these people are yes it's like it feels like that style like belongs in his apartment yes well i feel like it's very insulated their lives are very insulated they are like upper sort of upper crust or trying to appear feel that way Whereas you're of the people, you know yeah, what I mean? You're young, you're fresh, you're hip. Let me yeah, throw some more buzzwords. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. You're cool, you're know. empowered. Um, so you're not Frasier. We're not Frasier. We're really trying hard to separate ourselves from Frasier. I think that you guys, because when I saw the web series, I was like, um, maybe a little less Frasier. Like, cause Do you know that our show is actually a spinoff of Frasier? Oh, yeah? Yeah, um... You know, Frasier has a son. Mm-hmm. My character dated that son. Oh, interesting. And actually, on a, on a, in an episode, he calls a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm the girl. And you play the girl on I, that? I play the girl on it. Um, I didn't have lines, but like I was on You the were actively end. holding the phone. Yes. And then years later, we decided to make this show. That's smart. But in the original version you were a paraplegic living in a bed exactly trying to watch an ipad exactly and your your uh, your helper was wiping mm-hmm. down for most of the time yeah it was hard one thing that i also didn't know about fraser is that man i did it seemed i did a lot of reading on fraser <laughs> you know a lot about it but the the phone calls that he'd get at the radio station they're all different actors. They're different actors. And I guess at the end of the season, they show who they were. Yeah, I-, I realized that when I watched it on Netflix, too. It's awesome. Like, Rosie Perez does one. If you listen, guys, if you listen when you watch Frasier now, you can sometimes tell who it is. Yeah, and I think when they recorded it in studio, it was just somebody's voice that they didn't use. And then they'd record the celebrity later. Such a good idea. It's They're great. so smart. Yeah, it's really smart. Maybe oh, good. too smart. It might be too good. Too good. T G T B T. Too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good at briefs. Um, cool. Well, um, thank you so much, Abby, for um, joining pleasure. me and watching Frasier. I love Frasier. Wait, really quickly, I yes. had an I had a note on here. Um, is Frasier a real name? Is Frasier a real name? Yeah. A first name? Yeah. Have you ever heard that before or after? I've heard it as a last name. I've never met a Frasier. Me neither. That's just something to end on and think about. Is Frasier a real name? For It's That Episode, I'm Craig Rowan, and my guest has been Abby Jacobson.
Is Frazier a real name? Thank you for listening to It's That Episode. You can download it every Monday on iTunes. Check it out at splitsider.com. Also, why not check it out on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 6 p.m. on channel 406 UCB Radio. And if you're a fan of the show or you hate it with a passion, please leave a uh, uh, comment on iTunes. All right. I'll see you next week. Have a great night and an early manana. Adio, amigo. Thank you.